Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 37 The Maddening of King Lorenz And the Murder of Lady Quinneth Year 10 B.T.W. Before the wizard. No one questioned the children, or even Lothor, when they presented the king and queen with a wine that appeared to be from a distant land, though maybe a few questions were in order. The door to the bedchamber of the fat king and the whore queen slowly creaked open, as the first, the youngest, of the five children entered. Father? said Gracia timidly. Mother? The king turned his head to the best of his ability to see the uncommon visitor. The queen ignored her completely. <laughs> oh my! What a pleasant surprise! What is it, my child? asked the king happily. He was sitting at a large table full of food, his mouth just as full. He was always happy to see his children, not so much out of love, but he liked the thought of them simply knowing he existed, acknowledging his existence. Gracia stood nervously at the door. Come in, child, said the king. He tried to turn to her, but his girth prevented such actions. Gracia entered the room, followed by Devoren, Vel, Ifel, Ozma, and finally, Lothor. Gracia held a pillow in her hands, resting on it an elegant and decorative ceramic bottle. It bore images of young men and women waltzing and dancing. Devoren carried a corkscrew. Vel carried a wine glass. Ifel, a second. And Ozma carried nothing as she held Lothor's large, bony hand. We come bearing gifts, my lord, said Lothor, as he let go of Ozma's hand and pressed gently on her back, prompting her to approach her father. She walked to the front of the line and took the bottle from the pillow that Gracia was holding. She set it on the table in front of her father and took the corkscrew from Devoren. We got this bottle of wine, said Ozma as she opened it, from the far-off land of Idna Sitsa. Well, <laughs> who am I to turn down such a gift from my own? children, said the king, as he picked up a glass and placed it in front of Ozma. 
You might as well fill up both glasses. Your mother will likely not drink from hers, but I will happily drink from it in her place. Ozma looked at Lothor worriedly. He returned with a pouring gesture and a calming smile. She poured the contents of the entire bottle into the glasses, each one filled to the brim with a beautiful emerald green liquid. Lothor and the children watched nervously as the king drank both without so much as a second thought. His head became light, his vision blurred, his speech disgustingly sloppy, as a mix of drool and alcohol ran down the sides of his mouth. Thank you, children, he said, his words almost unintelligible. Thank you. With no more words spoken between any of them, the visitors took their leave in the reverse order of their entrance. As Gracia slowly made her way to the door, she looked longingly at her loveless mother. She wanted so much to speak to her, to ask her why she abandoned them, to know her, to hear her voice just once in her life. She kept her mouth shut as she left the room, closing the door behind her. King Lorenz continued to eat after the children and Lothor took their leave. The wine made him even more hungry than before, almost ravenously so. A large pile of meat sat to his left, and an even larger pile of bones to his right. In front of him was a plate covered in the watery pink juices that flowed from his food as he cut into it with a knife. You know, said a voice from across the table, she hates you. King Lorenz looked up to see who was talking to him. He choked at the sight of a strange, fiery apparition sitting across from him. He watched the food stuck in his throat down with a bitter ale. It was not as elegant as the wine from his children, but it did the job. Do not be afraid. I am not here to hurt you, but instead to inform you. Huh. Inform me of what, exactly? asked the king as he slowly and hesitantly set the knife down beside his plate. That your wife hates you. That she finds you disgusting and vile. Nonsense, said the king. He had convinced himself throughout the years that his marriage to the queen, while not perfect, was still in good health. She finds you repulsive, said the apparition, who now took more of a demonic form. It had a distinct masculine face, and two small horns stuck out from his forehead, and they appeared to be growing. 
She wants nothing to do with you. Or your children. Lies, said the king angrily, as he slammed his fist on the table. Nothing but lies. She doesn't even sleep in the same bed as you. She only sleeps in the same room as you. Because you demand it. She is obedient. That much is true. But she hates you. With every fiber of her being. She only married you for the crown. Thought you'd be dead by now. Hates that you aren't. The king began to breathe heavily. He had no response. The demon disappeared only to reappear behind him, now in the form of a slender woman, the form of Quinneth, when they first met, but still covered in flames. There's only one thing to do, she said seductively, placing her hands on his shoulders and reaching down his front as far as his size would allow. What is the one thing to do? Asked the king nervously, and somewhat aroused. He felt the warmth from the demon's touch, though the flames did not burn him. Kill her. Uh, kill my wife. The demon moved away from him and picked up the knife still wet from the meat he had been devouring for the last two hours. Take this knife and drive it right into the base of her spine. The king took the knife. It was warm, almost hot to the touch. I can hardly move, he said sullenly as he looked down at the blade. Consider yourself unencumbered, for this moment in time is yours and yours alone, the base of the spine, and a good twist will do the job. The king stood up with surprising ease and turned to look at his wife staring out the chamber window. She spent most evenings looking out and over the moonlit landscape of the land not yet known as Oz. Tears streamed from her eyes as she gently wept. Thoughts of a life with me, no doubt. With subtlety and ease he made his way across the room to his wife. He almost glided across the floor. He thrust the blade into the small of her back, causing her to arch backward and cry out in pain. He then twisted the knife to the left and again to the right. His wife squealed as she felt the blade scraping her bones, vibrations running up her spine, creating a horrifying sound that echoed deep within her hollowed ears. King Lorenz let go and stepped back as Lady Quinneth fell to the floor. He watched as her body kicked and twitched, raspy cries of pain becoming quieter by the second. 
her cold, soulless eyes closed as her final dying breath escaped her. He turned to face the demon but found himself alone, the effects of the alcohol beginning to fade as his weight returned. He became heavy and short of breath. He exhaled heavily as he slowly made his way to the bed. He laid down and closed his eyes, never to open them again. <laughs>